Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org forward slash resources. I tell you, that song, it talks about the name of Jesus. The name above all name. What a name it is. What a name it is, the name of Jesus. What a name it is. Just think about that name. And when you have any issues, any problem, anything that you might going through, don't call Pastor Tom. Call upon Jesus. Call in the name of Jesus. That Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Praise the Lord. Um, Wow. (laughs) Father, I thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I thank you that you have a word for us. I thank you, Lord, that you call up upon this church today and you ask, open your ears and open your hearts. Not just your ears to hear, but open your hearts so that that the word can, can be planted in your heart and it will produce. So, Father, I'm asking you in the name of Jesus that today, this world would not be contaminated by anything that will come from me. But I pray, Father, it would be straight from your heart to my mouth and to these people and to myself. Father God, I truly believe that when you, you bring your word, it's not just for the people who are listening. It's also for the person that is speaking it. So, Father, I'm, I'm including myself in this, Lord. I want you to change my life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Um, we don't have too many visitors. We, I guess we just got a few. Um, but I want to say something or establish something before uh, we go to the Word, which is in uh, 2 Timothy 3, if you guys want to go there uh, and just kind of wait for me. Uh, I don't know how long you've been coming to the church. Sometimes maybe you've not been here too long, or and I know some visiting. But I truly believe and I want to encourage you to listen and to understand that Global River Church preach the word. Amen. Amen. Global River Church stand in the word. Global River Church, from the leaders down, we try as hard as we can at least to the best of our knowledge, not just to hear it and to preach it, but to leave it. And that's the reason... I am truly committed and obedient and submit to the authority and the leadership of this church because this is the church that I came to know the Lord. I never left this church. Today, people use the church like a restaurant. If you don't go like something, you leave. And if you don't like whatever, the way somebody dressed, I'm leaving. And whatever it is, people are changing church like it's restaurant. And that's the reason many of believers today are walking like they have no clue what the word says because they don't give themselves chance to grow. They don't have roots. They don't have nothing. They go here, there's one, one month here, one month there, one month, and everywhere. And by the time you know, you don't know anything and you, anything can sway you away. We have to stop that. We got to stay with the word. We got to stay in the place where God called us to be. 
It's amazing to me when some people come and say, that you, that you have thought of leaving this church? Because that person already left. I said, why should I leave the church? I mean, that God's telling me to leave the church? You know, when you come to the church and you see a need, don't just run away because it's a need. And the reason God brought you there it is that you see the need so that you can pray about it or you be part of the need. You serve. Don't just leave the church. How are we going to fix it if you leave? Amen? So you got you to you make a decision. I think, I think you know, we, we see too many come and go and people here and there. You got to make a decision. This is your church. This is your family. This church is the one that, you, that, go, that God has brought you in. So make a decision. You got to stay. You got to work. We are family. Yes, I might offend you sometimes, but you offend me too. And you know what? At the end of the day, I hug you. Right, Pastor Terry? We hug each other. And we love one another. Amen? That's the way it is. So I, I uh, because the message, <sighs> listen, I picked this rendling, uh, I call random, I picked this random, and this is sermons from Pastor Tom. And I just wanted to show you one of his sermons, he has 17 scriptures on it. 17 scripture. This is the Bible. I picked another one. And he has 16 scriptures from the Bible. And I picked another one random, and he has 10 scriptures from the Bible. And I bet you, if you have served his upline, he has no less than 10 scriptures in his Bible. I think one day Pat says, what are you writing, a, 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 a newspaper? <laughs> there were so many scriptures. Why? Because the word of God is the truth. And the message, if you got it, maybe we didn't quote it online, but whatever it is that, that we did here, my wife and I, the title is to stay with the word. Stay with the word. And we're going to go through that, and sometimes it's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like, uh, I might say something that doesn't necessarily is going to agree with you. But I'm not here to agree with you. I'm here to tell you what the Lord's saying. Amen. Amen. And sometimes we don't agree with what God says, what he tells us. So let's read in 2 Timothy, verse 16 from chapter 3. And then we're going to continue on to verse 5 from chapter 4. The Bible says, all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking. I bet you not too many people like that one. Rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the men of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And Paul goes on to say to this young man, Timothy. And the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who would judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage 
with great patience and careful instructions. Why? For the time will come when men will not put up with some doctrine. Instead, to soothe their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what the 18 ears wanted to hear. They would turn their ears away from the truth and turn outside to myths. But you, keep your head in no situations, endure hardship, do the work of the evangelist, discharge of the duties of your ministry. Do the work of the evangelist. That word evangelist makes me bones, just makes my blood raise up. And I'll be like, come on, receive Jesus. The Lord is here. Just give your life to the Lord. That word just, just, just make me scream. The evangelist. I, 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 I feel in my bones that maybe, I don't know, I feel like that's my calling. Just to tell people about Jesus. The most important thing that any human being can possibly have it is to receive Christ as the Lord and Savior. It's not reading the word. I mean, many of the Pharisees read the word from the beginning to the end, and they have no clue who Jesus was. So it's not reading the word. It is receiving Christ so that you can be able to understand the word because the Holy Spirit is given by the Lord, and that you receive the Holy Spirit. That's the only time you're going to be able to, to, be able to understand the word of God. The word of God is the Spirit. And if you don't have the spirit of the Lord, you're not going to be able to understand it. You will make a mess in your life. So you have to receive Christ. I'm not, you know, we, we always believe that when we see a crowd like this and we kind of know everybody, we believe that everybody is, is, is a Christian, everybody is a believer, you believe you receive Christ. We kind of believe and we, in the end, we kind of hesitate to say, you know, if there's anybody here who doesn't know the Lord, but I'm telling you, my spirits tell me many times that there's a lot of people in the church who are pretending to be believers, but they're not. I'm sorry that I, that I have to talk to you like that. But this is the way it is. It's that many people in the church who, who truly think that they believe, that they are believers, that they have received Christ, but they haven't. They haven't. Stay with the word. Believe the word of God. The word of God will mature from a child, will mature you from childhood to adulthood. The word of God is a, is a light in your path. It is a light that is show you if it's any any obstacle in your way. He tell the word of God will tell you lift up your feet, walk around. It will show you what's wrong in your life. The word of God is a, a spiritual GPS that will turn you back to the right path. If you take the wrong turn, it will tell you, turn, 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 turn. But many people would like to find their own way and not follow the instructions of the direction of the word of God. So this is the title, Stay with the, with the Word. I truly believe that satanic deception has rampant today and it has infected the church. Satanic deception is ramping today, and it has infected the church. And I'm not sure. I'm telling you the church, when I say the church is, is, is around the world, and I think it's every church, and I don't think we are sent from that. Satanic deception has inferred the church, and I pray that we, 
as we read the word, as we stay in the word, as we walk the word, as we obey the word, as we submit to authority, we understand that, that, that these things cannot be continued or will not, will not happen in the church. It will be pushed out. It will be pushed out in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you. And the only weapon that we have, the only weapon that we have to defeat the deceiver is the inspired word of God. That's the only, the only weapon that you have. Jesus, when Satan came to him, Jesus continually quoted the scriptures and he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. And if you, if you don't know the word, you will not have, you have no clue who the deceiver is. You have no clue. It could be sitting right next to you and you think he's one of the brothers or maybe even he is a, a preacher. Who knows? It could be right next to you and you have no clue because only you'll be able to see or to discern or to know is by knowing the scripture, by reading the word, by staying the word, by living what the word says. Apostasy is coming and I believe it is already here. Many, many Christians or many people who profess to be Christians have no ear for the word of God. Many Christians, many believers have no ears for the word of God. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if I'm shocking anybody. <laughs> they prefer, they prefer, I'm sorry, they prefer religious entertainment and sermons that would tickle their ears instead of piercing of their hearts. They prefer sermons that would just gonna be, voila, if you do this, you're gonna be wonderful. No worry about it, everything is gonna be good. Just, just continue and God is gonna bless you. We serve a mighty loving God and a gracious God. He loves you, he will forgive you. I don't believe that this church preached that kind of message. We, we, most Sunday, we over there, a long time ago, we, we have to have the service at two o'clock because I wanted to receive. I want to come in an early service and, and kind of also receive. Sometimes you have to receive, amen, Pastor Tom? We have to receive. We got to take some time out, some time off, and I just want to receive sometimes. But we change the service an hour at the same time, so most of the time you, you don't see me here, and maybe some of you don't even know me. <laughs> Sometimes I say hello to somebody and I say, oh, welcome. I haven't, who, who are you? Said, I've been here a year. I've been here, what do you mean you don't know me? I'm sorry. <laughs> but listen, it's because we have a service at the same time on Sunday. But as many people who prefer entertainment or religious entertainment in sermons that would tickle their ears instead of appears of their hearts, I have a story over here that I might just quote, or might just, uh, in Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 18. Here's a king, and a few, I don't know how long ago, Pastor Mike, I kind of preached a little bit on this, on this, uh, on this topic here. Um, but this is a king, his name is Ahab, and he, he's going to go to a war, or he wants to go to war in, against these other people, Ramah, Gilead. And he asked another king, and his name is Jehoshaphat, and he's asking him to, to kind of help him. And uh, he called his 400 prophets, false prophets. 
Ahab called these 400 people and he says, listen, tell me something. Should I go to war with this thing? Should I go to war uh, against uh, Ramad, Gilead, whatever the country is? And he says, all the prophets, all the false, the 400 prophets says, oh yes, you can go. God is gonna, God is gonna give, them, give them to you. So Jehoshaphat was a little bit more spiritual than this guy. Not too much because he ended up messing up too. So he, he goes to, to, to him and he says, listen, don't we have a prophet in this nation? Don't we have a prophet of God in this nation that can tell us? He kind of realized those guys, were, they, they were not genuine. And I just want to say to you, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going around. This is my only church. This is the only church that I've been. This is the only church I go. This is the only place I, I, I read the Bible. I lock myself in the little closet uh, full of stuff. And I just kind of meditate there, and I just say, Lord Jesus, just help me. You know, I, I, I don't go around, listen to the preacher, listen to the preacher, listen to another commentary, and here, here. I just stay focused on this. I don't know. This, this is who I am. <laughs> but this guy, oh, what I want to say with that is, I don't know about other churches, but I want you to understand that this church, Global River Church, preach the word if it's one church in North Carolina and women so that I can confess to you and I can stand with it is the global river church preach the word and if you're looking for a church and you're somebody you say well you know it is a church and women yes it is a church and women the name is global river church preach the word go and find it go and talk to the leaders there see the lifestyle because there's many stuff that is going on that has really bugged me. Sometimes I feel like I'm that I should have a bazooka or something. And just go and visit somebody and say, what's up with you, man? <laughs> it is crazy. So he is this guy. He goes and they find and they say, oh, yeah. It's a guy here. But I hate him. Because <laughs> he never says anything good about me. Talk about Ahab. Talk about the prophet. Because he told her, yeah, there's one guy in this nation. One guy in the whole nation to hear from God. Can you imagine one guy, one person? And he says, oh, yeah, it's a guy there who, but I don't like him. I hate him. He never tells me nothing good. And uh, so they sent for him. And they go to, these people go to, to tell this prophet to come because the king had asked him to come. And they said, listen, everybody is telling the king, uh, like, like one man, everybody is telling him the same thing. So you know what? You got to do the same. You got to tell him the same thing. Please. So the prophet comes and the first thing, the king asks him, what do you think I should do? He goes, oh, yeah, go. Go ahead. You're going to defeat them. That's what you want to hear it? Go ahead. Try it. And he got upset and he says, how many times I got to tell you to tell me the truth? <laughs> now, he didn't believe it. He, he told him what he wants to hear, but now he doesn't believe it. You know, it's like, it's like if you're living in sin and you come to person, and say, oh, yeah, that's good for you. Go continue. And you'd be like, you're lying to me, Pastor Tom. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so you know the truth. Now they're telling you the truth, but you don't want to hear it. So anyway, so he goes, and then, then he tells him the truth, what God says. And then he turned to the other king, he turned to Jehoshaphat, and he says, see, didn't I tell you? He never tells me anything good, that I, anything that I want to hear. Never. 
And that's, I, I put that there because I want to go to really what I wanted us to hear. But a year ago, I think it was a year ago, I preached here. Probably something just like the way I'm talking now. And uh, it was a young man who kind of, I don't know, somebody told me anyway. He went around and says, you know, I didn't, if, I was, if I was here for the first time, I didn't hear a message of, of uh, exaltation. What I hear was condemnation. Ah, probably because the word was spoke to you and the word condemns you. Or maybe you have not heard the word of God, and all of a sudden, when you hear it, you feel it's condemnation. Anybody sees this? This is a feather. Yeah. Beautiful, right? Now, let me tell you what happened with this. I was in my, my, my little church over there, the, the, the very humble little building. We need to work on it. We need to fix it. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> so I came out of the little closet there that I have, and I'm walking in the steps, and this beautiful feather right in the steps of the Spanish church. And I'm thinking, I never see a bird like this around here. What in the world? <laughs> Where this feather came from? So when I went down and I picked it up, immediately when I picked it up, you know what the Holy Spirit says to me? Do not tickle people's ears. Do not tickle people's ears. You wanna, do you want to you feel how this feels? It really tickles. <laughs> it really does. So the... The Holy Spirit says to me, do not tickle people's ears. Speak the word. Live the word. Teach the word. Either they like it or they don't like it. Teach it. Teach the word. You might not like the word of God. But I'm not going to tickle your ears. I'm not that kind of person. Sammy was lifting up a paper there that I forgot to read, Psalm 15. I usually do, but we're going to go away with it because here my time is shorter. So I have to move on. <laughs> Thank you, Sammy. When Pastor Tom asked me to preach, was about, I don't remember, maybe two or three months ago. It's amazing that I've been preaching since 2005, full time. And Sometimes I struggle, uh, I'll be honest with you, finding scriptures and kind of meditating and seeing what God has for me. By the way, I, I, let me stop this because I, I, I'm going to go all over the place and, and this, please back up that, that, that clock a little bit. <laughs> LJ, when we were worshiping before, I felt the Lord saying to me that he had called you because you are an honorable and respectful young man. And God is calling you. And he has given you a little bit of taste of serving. But he has the great things for you. Amen. Jesus. Pastor, asked me to preach. And it never happened, ever. But it was almost like the Lord immediately down low to me, scripture by scripture. Like the same day. 
it's on the Tuesday, and usually on Tuesday I, I leave right away because I got to go to the jail and the jail ministry. But the same day, the Lord download every scriptures that I have in this thing. So I'm telling you, we need to pay attention of the word of God. God is speaking. God is turning his face to the church, the called themselves believers, and God is saying, you better get it right. You better turn. You better fix it. You better fix your life. It's a lot of hypocrisy or hypocrites in the church. I'm not talking about maybe us, the church, but the Lord gave me the message. And he says, there's a lot of hypocrites in the body of Christ, and I'm shaking it. I'm turning my face to them, and they will be turned around. They will be pushed out. They will be pushed out. If that's the word, they will be pushed out. So I'm telling you, it is a time for us to stay with the word of God, to listen to it, obey it, and do what it says. So the Lord gives me all these scriptures. One day in prayer, Miss Evelyn, I don't know Miss Evelyn is here. One day in prayer, Miss Evelyn comes and, and, and you know you have your ears kind of because you already have the words that God wants you to speak. So you have ears to hear like the things around the, the message that you hear. And one day Miss Evelyn comes to prayer and she goes, sometimes she's, she birthed into whatever, praising God. And all of a sudden she says, we need to teach the word. We need to teach the word to the young people. Young people are not receiving the word. They're receiving all, all kinds of things. And the young people need the word. Amen. And immediately I say, Lord, that's what you've been telling me. From the day the pastor time asked me to preach. Yes. That people need to hear the word. That people need to stay with the word. Then people need to read the word. And it is not because it is not given to you. I think it's a lot of people who just Sunday people. It's a lot of people who go to church and then they go home and they never look at the Bible. It's something that somebody sent us. I'm sure you guys have seen it. It was a lady who invited the pastor. I'm sure you guys saw that. I don't know. Somebody sent me something in the, in the phone. It's a lady who invited the pastor over for dinner. So she, he goes in and she pulled out her first silver, the best silverware. And, you know, serve the dinner. And uh, when everything is over, it's finished. They, they were talking and whatever. So when she went to pick up her silverware, she realized the spoon was missing. And she felt like, oh, my goodness, the pastor stole a spoon. I can't believe that. So she was, like, not happy about that. She was upset. So she kept this in her mind, and she was frying the pastor for a long time. And finally, a year later, but a year later, she invited the pastor over for dinner again, and they're sitting on the table, and she couldn't help him. She says, Pastor, let me ask you a question. Did you stole my spoon when you came last time? And he goes, no. As a matter of fact, I put it in your Bible. <laughs> so this lady will come to church every Sunday, gossip, I guess, in her mind. I don't know if you tell anybody about the pastors and all this stuff, but she never read the word. The spoon was right in the Bible. <laughs> so Miss Heavenly said, teach the word. This message is not a warning. I'm sorry. This message is a warning. It's not a rebuke to anybody. It is a warning for us, for me. 
and for you, for the church, for the believers. It is a warning. It's not a rebuke. We went about, a, about two or three months ago when Pastor Michael Thornton, the tent was in uh, Goldsboro, I believe. There was a young man there that preached, and um, he was talking about preaching, and then he, he, as he was preaching in, in, in the tent, but also preaching, I guess, in his church. He used the word holy, and he says that some people came to him and tell him, listen, why do you use that word holy? That, that word is, is out of style. You should use another word. I mean, that word offends people. You know, that, the holy offends people. That's out of style. That's probably like me wearing a tie on Sunday. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's out of style or not. I feel comfortable with it. <laughs> it doesn't make me a more believer. It doesn't make me more to be a better Christian. It just makes me feel comfortable. And that's the reason I do it. But anyway, and he was saying that word, holy, offends people. And I say, that's another, um, 10 other went up. Uh-huh. It's in the, that's the word of God. God says, be holy because I am holy. He didn't say, be nice. Oh, behave okay. No, he says, be holy. Completely separated. You know what the word holy means? Is It's completely separated for a cause of serving him. To, so that you can represent him. Holy is unto the Lord. Holy is not just for you to live a life, whatever you want to do, and just be whoever you want to be. And says, I'm a Christian. I go to church. I'm holy. You're not holy. You just like the people in the world. Do you know why the word of God offends people today? Do you have any clue why it offends people? It is because we are living in a time of the church of pergament. You know what happened in the church of pergament? And the church of Pergamon at that time was the time when the world entered into the church. And that's the reason today the Bible offends people because the world have infiltrated the church and people in the church are living just like the world. People in the church are doing things just like the world. And God says, no, you are separated. You are holy. It's no longer. You can no longer live that kind of life because otherwise don't call me your father. Don't call me, I am your father. Yes, we can make a mistake. Yes, I'm sure I have. And, and, and I would love to see a hand to go up if you haven't made no mistakes. We all do. But when you say, God, forgive me. And God, this is what I have done. And it's wonderful. He says it's faithful and just to forgive us. But why don't you bring repentance? God says, okay, you're asking me for forgiveness. You have shown me what you have done wrong. And now where is repentance? You have not repent. And because you don't repent, you continue doing the same thing over and over and over. And you, you're okay today, but next week you go back and do the same. Why? Because you didn't really repent. What you asked was to forgiveness to get what you want. And that's the reason many believers will just ask God to forgive them because they want to get away doing what they're doing. And there's no repentance. No repentance. Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, Global River Church is firm and telling people a lifestyle matters. A lifestyle matters. And we have to live by the word of God and we have to do what the word of God. And you listen to the preaching, you listen to the teaching, and you will find out there is not one way there that any pastor 
or pastor. Time being a senior pastor, a covering of this church will tell you that it's okay for you to live in sin, that it's okay for you to disobey. No, you don't hear it. So if you're doing it, if we are doing it, we it's because we've been completely disobedient, we're completely dishonored, whatever, and we're not listening to the word, we're not honoring the leaders, and we're not much less honoring God. So we need to change. Our church is moving. Believe me, this church is turning around. This church, great things are going to happen in the church, but it's still some shaking coming. So hold on, because otherwise you'll be put out. I'm telling you, not, by my, not, not necessarily by leaders, but God is going to say, listen, you know what? You're not part of this bunch. You're not part of this bunch here, because this is a holy place. This is a holy place, and I'm calling for you to separate yourself from the things of the world. In Pergamon, the world came to the church. And you can read in Revelation 2, verse 12 and 15. You can read it later. But the world started to come into the church. And they began to move away from Christ, and it was a mixture of teaching. Christianity was mixed with a, bit of the, with a little bit of the world. The teaching that, was, that they were preaching or teaching, they were mixed it with a little bit of the world. And it's okay for you to live like this. It's okay for you to do like that. But don't worry because the Bible, and they, they mixed everything else and, and, and just brought a chaos to the church. Yeah. And the teaching of this person, the, Nic- the Nicolaitans, the teaching or the reason that the teaching of the Nicolaitans was very dangerous it was because the result of the teaching will have conformed Christianity to the world rather than have Christianity changing the world. It was a mixture there where, where the Christianity, instead of us changing the world, the world was changing Christianity. And that's what's happening today. That's the reason you see churches, not only, many churches are empty, maybe because they preach the word and nobody wants to hear, but many churches are empty because the Holy Spirit is no longer there. It leaves the church because they are, they are promoting and they are mix, mixing the world with the word of God. And, and this, is, this is a pure word of God. You cannot mix it with anything. Don't mix it. So this was the dangers of these people. And you can read there in Matthew 13, the parables, the reason all this stuff happened. And now I'm going to go, I'm going to be a little bit controversial. Be okay? My wife says, you're always controversial. No, she didn't say that. She doesn't say that. She says to me sometimes, you better not talk about me. So... I'm trying, I'm trying to be more aware of that, okay? <laughs> so I use somebody else. No. <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit controversial here. I'm not against, believe me, listen to me, because I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not against Christian books. I'm not. So please write that down. Pastor Willie is not against Christian books. But I believe, I believe, they are the, I believe that they are wonderful, wonderful books. But today, this day and time, there is a big competition between the Word of God and Christian books. It's a big competition. It's a lot of 
reading and teaching and doing all kinds of things from books written by men instead of the books written by God. A lot of teaching. And yes, it is a good thing for you to hear a different view of somebody else. It's okay for you to listen to, to this, how, how they view it, how they see it. But when you replace a Christian book for the Word of God, which is written by man, and this is written by God, I'm telling you, you are hidden for a dissection. You are hidden to, you are going to more inclined to believe what man says than what God says. The Holy Spirit lives in you, and the Holy Spirit teaches the Word. So you got to stay with the Word of God. Yes, it's okay to read a book. It's okay for you to, to listen and to hear and, and, and to know these things because you hear a different, different angle. But don't replace it for the Word of God. Because if you do, you're going to be deceived. I'm telling you, and that's the dissection that has come to the United States where Christian books have take, been more popular or is being written more than the Bible. It's very few people who read the Bible today. I'm telling you, very few people. Why? How do you know that? How do you know that these people, not too many people reading the Word? Why? Look at the lifestyle. Look at the lifestyle. Look how they behave when something doesn't go well. Look at it. Look how they act when the pastor says, you ought to change that. Look how they turn. Look how they turn against the leaders. You, you're going to tell me that that's a person who read the Bible? No, it's not. They don't. If they do, it goes through here. It comes out right through here. Because they don't. I, I tell you that this message, I, I'm not here. Where, where's my feather? I'm, I got my feather somewhere. Santa, oh, I need that. Oh, I got messed up. I'm not here to tickle your ears. So I got to leave it here that you can see it. I'm not here to tickle people's ears. I'm sorry. So a little bit of controversy here with these this Christian books. I believe that nothing, nothing can replace the word of God. Nothing. Let's, let's read here. Let's read Jeremiah 7. Nothing can replace the word of God. I don't, did you guys left the stove on? Anybody left the stove on? No? Okay, so because we're not leaving yet. <laughs> Jeremiah 7, 27 and 28. It says, when you tell them this, when you tell them all this, they will not listen to you. When you call to them, they will not answer Therefore, say to them, this is the nation that has not obeyed the Lord as God or respond to correction. Truth has perished and has vanished from their lips. Why? Because the word of God has been taken away. The word of God is not being preached. The word of God has been replaced by Christian books or technology. That I can come over here and I have a technology to bring down three verses and preach a, a stone to you for two hours of two verses that I, I never quote the scriptures any longer and everything is just head knowledge. I am not against technology. Believe me, I, I'm not. I'm, I am good. I have a, I told my wife that I have an Obama phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, I have a phone that the, the, 
doesn't receive text, doesn't text, doesn't do nothing. And I just hear the ring. I say, oh, it's my phone. <laughs> I'm not against any of that. What I'm talking about is that it just stay from here up. It stay from here up. And there's not too many people who are allowing the word to go to their heart. And that's right, there's no change. That's right, there's no change on people. Because the word is not allowing to go to the heart. And we need to have a heart to receive the word of God so they can change my life. Amen? So they can change my life. And that's the reason. Look at Isaiah 29, 13. The reason all this, it is because the Bible is being replaced by books. And we need to stay with the word, read the word, apply the word in our lives. 29, 13. 13, I say 29, 13. Jesus, help me. <laughs> 29, 13 says, the Lord says, these people come near to me with a mouth and honor me with the lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship of me is made up only of rules taught by men. You hear it just from here up, it is nothing. It is actually a make-believe, a make-believe. Brother, I'm telling you as a pastor, as a brother in Christ, I'm telling you it is a time for us to put up, put, what is it? Put up, put in or put out? What is it? Put up or shut up or put up or get out? One or the other. It's time for us to stand and make a stand for the Word of God and listen to it and do what it says because you, you don't want to be caught in this. A, a, a receiving teaching from, from, from books and all kinds of things and telling you that those are what God's saying. That's not what God's saying. The word of God is the word of God. It's not a book. It's not in any other books. So please hear me. Listen to the word. Stay with the word and do what it says. Why is the people are not listening? What is the reason the people are not listening? It is because they don't want it to hear the word of the Lord. They don't want to hear it. Not too many people like to hear it. And that's right, people get offended. Because the word of God is preached. The purpose for coming to a church, not, I pray that it's not be any over here. But the reason that many people will come to the church is not to worship God. Their lives have not changed. Their life have not changed. They are still gossiping. They crucify the pastors and other Christians behind their back. They still live their lives out of the world. And they think they are believers. And that God bless them. We need to pray for those people. We need to pray that these people will get it. That these people will realize you can't be a hypocrite. You can't dress yourself and look like a Christian. And then you, you, you hold everything in you tells otherwise. And God sees the heart. He sees your, your, the intention of your heart. He sees, he can read your mind. You're not going to hide from him. You're not going to hide from him. So, the people don't want to hear the word of the Lord. The purpose is to come to church is not to worship the Lord. And they think they're still believers. This is not that type of people. That those people, this is not the people that got called his children. 
There's other people that God called his children. They're not. They may think they are. They might say, I am one of guys. I go to church and I do this and that. But then you, you're gossiping and you're going crazy, saying things behind the doors. And guys, it's not my children. You're not my children. Who told you that? Somebody lying to you because your life needs to change. Isaiah 30, verse 9 to 11. Almost done. Give me another, maybe 10 minutes, 5 minutes. Jesus, help me. Okay. Uh, Isaiah 30, 9 through 11. It says, these are rebellious people, deceitful children. Children are willing to listen to the Lord's instructions. How do you listen to the Lord's instructions? God put pastors. God put teachers. God put leaders. God, God have called, like the, the, the pastor, he says, you know, come to church. You need to come to church. You need to hear the word of the Lord. Yes, you can read it at home and you can, you can sing in your house. You can pray in your house. Wonderful. But God calls, he has a place for his people to gather and come together so that you can hear the word of God. So he's saying over here, this is not my people. Where was that? <laughs> 29, I mean, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Isaiah 30 verse 9. 9 through 11. All right. It says, these are rebellious people, deceitful children, children unwilling to listen to the law instructions. They say, to, they say to the seers, we can say they say to the pastor, see no more visions. And to the prophets, give us no more visions of what is right. Tell us pleasant things. Tell us, prophesy illusions. Live this way. Go off this path and stop confronting us with the Holy One of Israel. In other words, I, listen, I am sick and tired of you telling me I'm wrong. I am sick and tired of you telling me to, to change my ways. I don't want to hear it no more. You know what? Just go, go somewhere. Don't, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me nothing. Why? They don't want to hear the Word of God. They don't want to hear correction. People today don't want you to tell them that they, they're not doing something right. The minute you say this is wrong, they turn against you. They turn their backs. Yeah. I don't, and I, we praying diligently. We come on Wednesday, on Saturday morning, we pray. We pray at home. We pray. We, we, we pray. And that's our prayer that we will not compromise the word for the sake of, of your behavior. That Pastor Tom and us and the leaders of the church will stand firm and this is, this is the way it is because I'm standing at the word and the word says this is the way it's going to be. Not because I'm saying so, but a God is telling me that this is the way it's going to be. And we have to stand. We have to, regardless of what it is, I have to tell Pastor Tom many times, listen Pastor Tom, if I get out of order, if I do something wrong, you can come straight to me and, 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 and hammer me down. Let me know. Tell me. But a lot of people don't like, to, don't like to hear the truth. And they get upset. And instead of changing, instead of repenting, instead of saying, I'm sorry, they get upset and they start gossiping and eating people, talking behind people's back. And they, don't, they have no clue that they poison themselves. They are poisoned themselves. Jesus. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to obey the word of God. It is too much. You hear that? You hear people? 
Well, it was too much. It's too much do. It's too much this and this and that. It's too much here and there and rules. I, I, I'm sick and tired of, of following these rules and do this and don't do this. Just crazy. They don't want to hear it. Verse 20, I mean, uh, chapter 28 of Isaiah 9 and 13. Chapter 28, 9 through 13 says, who is he is trying to teach? Maybe some of you are saying that to me now or saying to yourself, who is this guy with his heavy accent trying to teach? Who is this teaching? Who he thinks I am? I mean, he thinks I'm a little kid. He thinks I'm, I don't know this stuff. I mean, who is trying to tell this? I don't know. I don't know if you, it's going through your mind, but if, you, if, it does, if it's going through your mind, it's got to forgive you. <laughs> it's got to forgive you because believe me, the Lord's going to deal with you, not with me. I'm preaching his word and I'm reading his word. So if that's going through your mind, <laughs> it's got to forgive you. It says, to whom is he explaining his message? To children win from the milk and those who's just taken from the breast? For it is do and do and do, rule and rule and rule, and little here and little there. Very well then, says the Lord. If that's what you're thinking, the Lord says, very well then. With foreign lips and strange tongues, God will speak to, his, to these people. Whom he says, this is the resting place. Let the weary rest and this is the place of repose. But they will not listen. They're not listening. So then, the word of the Lord to them will become, do and do, do and do, rule and rule, rule and rule, little here and little there. So they will go and fall backwards, be injured and snare and capture. If you think this is what the word says when Pastor Simon standing here, goes and, 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 and do the same time after time, hours after hours, in the morning and the night, lock himself away from his children, from his family, from his grandchildren, and dedicate the time to bring a word to you. And you come here and says, well, yeah, hear the word again, do and do. And, and, and you know what? And the Bible says, you know what? From now on, this is what you're going to hear. But you will fall backwards. So brothers, let's pay attention to the word. Let's stay focused. It is time for us to change. If you hear and the Lord is convicting you, convicting anyone, you have to repent and you say, Lord, I want to change. I don't want you to hear. I don't want you to leave this church applauding me and says, oh, what a message, Pastor Willie. No, I, what I want to hear from you is that you had a message that when you leave this church, you say, I have to change. I have to do something in my life. I don't, I, I don't need applause. I don't need you to say it was a good message. I want you to leave this church and say, I need to change. I need to turn my life around. I need to seek the Lord. I need to obey. I need to submit because God has put people in authority over me and I'm not listening to them. If I'm not listening to them, I'm not listening to God either. A lot of people have been deceived that they can disobey the leaders and they say, well, I'm listening to God. You listen to the devil. That's who you listen to. Because the Bible is very clear. It says, if you cannot honor or love your brother and sister, that you can see, don't say that you love God. If you not be able to submit and respect the leaders that God has put in your place over you, 
You can't say, I submit to God and I listen to God and you don't need to tell me because I'm a Christian too and I have the Holy Spirit. Good for you. Keep going and you see how your life is messed up. Pastor Tom. (laughs) I have one more verse. One more verse. Remember. Remember this. Stay with the word. Obey it. Listen to it. And do what it says. Do what it says. Don't just listen. You have to do what it says. You have to obey it. This is, again, this is not a rebuke. It is a warning for all of us. And I finish with this, and I finish with this verse, with this, uh, Amos 8. Amos 8. It is a warning for the Christian church. It is a warning for me, for you. It is a warning even for Global River Church. Amos 8. 11 through 13, it says, The days are coming, declares the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine through the land. Not a famine of food or a thirst for water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. Men will stagger from sea to sea and wander from north to east, searching for the word of the Lord, but they will not find it. It's a warning to us. And this day that we're living in, you better stick with the word and, and spend the time reading the word. Spend the time meditating on the word. Spend the time living in the word and say, no longer I'm going to spend five hours reading a Christian book. We're not spending five minutes reading the, the word of God. The word of God is what, the one who's going to make you understand that you're going in the wrong direction. Amen? So read the word. Stay with the word and do what it says. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Woo! Jesus. Thank you, Lord.